intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, where this week's guest, Mr. Bruce Outridge of the Lead Pedal Radio, joins us. And we're talking about Driver Inc., the model of the Driver Inc. It, down in the show notes below, we have a link to the Lead Pedal Radio apps. So if you want to download the Lead Pedal Radio or any of Bruce's content, that's how to do it, Dick. Click on the uh, link down below and connect with Bruce. So with that, let's get on with the show. What okay. the heck is that? The heck is that truck going by? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Dog on It. No, we'll start no. all over again. No, it's not bad. Dog on it. The heck show is this anyway? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, where John Farquhar and I host this week, Mr. Bruce Outridge of the Lead. <laughs> Here, well, well, hey, Bruce, welcome to the show. I know. <laughs> I'm Here, um, you shouldn't give him so many buttons. <laughs> There, we threw confetti for you too, Bruce. There you go. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. What was that truck that I saw drive by? That was a delivery driver. That was a distracted driver. There, there goes the truck. Oh. And this week we're talking about Driver Inc. Oh. I've heard of that before. All right. So, Bruce. There was a protest or something about Driver Inc. What was it you and John were just talking about? Uh, drivers were protesting in Brampton because uh, they were not getting paid or were delayed on their paid. I'm not sure there was a number of issues there. Uh, and those drivers apparently, if I understood that right, were signed up as driver, what we call Driver Inc. employees. So they, the company thought they were self-employed. Drivers thought they were self-employed till they wanted to be paid and then they realized they were employed and they were looking for back pay. All right. So John, do you want to answer the question of what the heck is driver Inc? So, <laughs> so we yes. can set so this, this up. This is, this is, Oh yeah. This is a fun category. I know here, here we go. Know about this. Here we go. That's right. We're about to open up a can of worms. So, um, so I'm glad it's on your show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so, so driver Inc is, is, is kind of what the short form is driver incorporated. So it's a driver who, instead of being an employee is working as a contractor, subcontractor, um, and has incorporated himself or herself, uh, so that therefore, instead of being on payroll, they would collect all the proceeds of their task. And then they would be responsible for paying their taxes, their deductions that are required cpp and uh, federal income tax provincial income tax and whatnot um but there are several i don't want to say loopholes but there's several dips in the program uh that drivers are utilizing to get out of their responsibilities and uh, unfortunately we don't really have the enforcement in place to catch these guys 
and they are uh, to an extent uh, well uh, carriers are wanting to utilize these as well to kind of you know circumvent their responsibilities as well bruce yeah i uh, i think it's more the employers getting out of paying than the drivers getting out of paying because the drivers aren't really yeah. they, the drivers don't think they have to pay anything that's the problem yeah well you know and, and so i i'm an employer i i have two employees in my company myself and my wife um and i have to submit the payroll deductions on behalf of my company so i i pay um federal income tax provincial income tax and cpp and as part of my taxes, that goes also towards, you know, benefiting my, my area where I live, health taxes, um, you know, looking after different things that government needs the money for. Yeah. Um, carriers, certain carriers, not all carriers, are, you know, trying to, again, circumvent their responsibility. And when they have a, a payroll employee, there is a requirement that they will take from the employee the federal tax, the provincial tax, submit on their behalf. Same thing with the CPP, but the employer must also contribute an equal amount plus one or 0.1%, I believe, of CPP. And then there's unemployment insurance, which the employer has to submit on behalf of the employee. So there are these deductions that are responsible from the employee, but plus the employer. And, uh, you know, by using driver ink, ah, ah, meh, they say, I don't have to deal with this. I just make the employee, uh, the driver ink person deal with it. So right. Yes, sir. Is there an advantage? No, there's no advantage. In fact, there's less advantage. Uh, because the way they do the driver ink, if, if to be properly in, in business, basically driver ink, they're running them as if they're owner operators. They're not owner operators. They don't own the truck. They don't. They're not like you or I, where we have multiple customers that we go to. They they go to the same spot every day. They work for the same company. They write, drive the same truck. Company gives them all. I did all of this when I was a supervisor. If you do the exercise, they are really employees. They are not. They might be part time employees if they're not working every day, but. If they're 20 hours a week or more, they are employees of the company unless they are bringing the tools of the trade with them to work, which would be, i.e., a truck. Yeah. Uh, hold on, Bruce. I bring a pencil. I bring a pen. I bring my safety shoes. I bring a clipboard. I bring my vest, my safety vest. Isn't that a tools of the trade? That might be get, that'll get you on the dock. It won't get any freight down the road, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's about risk is where it comes in. Is yeah. how much risk are you taking on? And a driver takes on way less risk than an owner operator would. Yeah. So the employer in this case has most of the risk because they have to provide the vehicle, the equipment, uh, the freight. Um, they pay for the fuel, the insurance of the vehicle, and stuff along that line. Whereas the driver. He just brings what you said, pencil, clipboard, yep. gloves, and whatnot. And and his chance of losing that, um, you know, due to the fact that, uh, well, I lost the load, I'm not going to make any money. Well, their risk is a lot less because, well, the carrier is still responsible for that employee or that driver. Yeah. Right. Right. So when they, so now when they're, when they're if, if they don't have the tool of the trade, they're not a proper owner-operator. They're, they're much like what we call these... Uh, Kind of like an inside sales, like a sales rep who might write off an officer or whatever, but you can't write off 
a lot. You have to write, you, you get kind of minimal write-offs. Yeah. So they really don't have any benefit for them. They have no CPP or anything because they're not nope. paying into that. Right. Uh, and down the road, they're, it's, it, you know, if you and I build a client, the client can say, oh, we're not paying you for 45, 60 days, whatever it is. We can't sue them or anything. You know, that's part of business. But these guys are thinking their own back pay because they, they were thinking they're owner operators or they're thinking they're employees and they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and th- this is, yeah, it's the scourge of our industry, in my opinion, yes. but not, not yes. that I want to, <laughs> you know, and the poor drivers get abused. Yeah, well, if you think of the, the cultures that are predominantly getting into this, they're used to being in business. This is the attraction for them is they will be in business for themselves. If you go to uh, you know South Asia, a lot of people work for themselves. They're, you don't see, uh, you know, they don't work at like a Coca-Cola or somebody like the way that we have here. They don't have those kind of jobs for yeah. the most part. So they're all very self-employed, very entrepreneurial, which is fine. That's that's actually a good thing to have, mm-hmm. but it's not working properly in the business model we have for transportation right now. Right, right. So no, and you do something. I wonder well, how many of the companies, you know, because we all know that a company is supposed to issue a T four A slip. I wonder how many of the companies that use the Driver Inc. model actually issue the T4A slip or just pay them as contractors, in yeah. which case, you know, yeah. those. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say one of the issues is, is, is that a driver from a Driver Inc. model doesn't issue an invoice. So how do you actually keep track of how much money you made? Therefore, the T4A is what's important here. So. Um, in, in a number of uh, clients that I've been working with, one of the things that we've talked about is the driver ink model. And uh, I, I do a lot of work with the South Asian community. And, and interesting enough, um, a lot of them, I would say 90% of the folks I'm dealing with are issuing T4As um, because they've gotten burned in the past. And they've realized this is the only way to protect themselves to show how much money is being generated with this particular driver. And interesting enough, um, I just met with a, a number of them here over the last couple of weeks, and they're wanting to get rid of the driver ink model because it's it's not helping them. They're being targeted, and, and they don't want this. But the problem is some of these drivers are going, well, if you don't do driver ink, I don't want to drive for you, and uh, yeah. I'll go somewhere else. So yeah. so now you got a carrier that's going, I need drivers. I'm willing to pay as an employee, but these guys won't work as an employee because right. they think they can skirt the issue better. Yeah, well, yeah, and... Go ahead, Bruce. Who whose fault is this? Well, I, I don't I, I don't know if it's a fault of anybody. I think it's a kind of a gradual thing that happened and nobody really paid mm-hmm. attention to it uh, in industry. Uh, and it really depends on which side you are, are analyzing or investigating to decide whether they're right or, or wrong. So they both mm-hmm. both sides think they're right. That's the problem. Yeah. I have I have yes. talked to fleet fleet owners that they work within a fleet, may own like 20 trucks within a fleet. And I, I brought this up. I said, you know what? It's not illegal what you're doing. He says, oh, we've been investigating. There's been no problem. Because if you investigate from an owner-operator standpoint, they just say, yeah, there's 20 trucks there. There's, I've got 20 owner-operators. They don't yeah. they don't look any further. It's not until right. they start investigating the drivers and the drivers mm-hmm. go, well, wait a minute. No, I'm an employee. And they say, no, you're not. You haven't paid into anything or you're not getting. That's when, and that's what's starting to happen. The drivers yeah. are now going, wait a minute, we're not getting paid. What, what's this model you were talking about? Because to be honest with you, they don't know what driver ink is. 
you know, you can't, I don't blame the drivers. The drivers don't understand what they're, they're going, I want to work here. I want to make the most money. I had this at a training session not too long ago. I had a driver who's working for one of the top carriers in Canada right now. They're moving him up from warehouse into a truck. And he's going, what, I'm going to work here for a little while, and then I'm going to go and run highway under this driver ink model. And we had a long discussion about what what are you doing? Why would you do yeah. that? And he's going, yeah. oh, no, I can make more money over here because he's got a friend doing it. I go, you might have a friend doing it. We all probably have a friend doing it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's legal. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, he, I, hopefully I opened his eyes enough that he's going to go back and look at this. But if they don't yeah. get the proper education about it and understand where it's where it's wrong and where it's right. We've seen this at the uh, all of the uh, uh, the uh, events now for recruiting, where people are going to one table and they say, "Do you do the driver ink model?" and they say no, and they move to another table. They're not mm-hmm. even asking mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. They don't have the education on what that driver ink model is. Now they just yeah. want to be in business for themselves. I get that. Yep. We're in business for ourselves. I get that. Yep. I get that drive, but they don't understand what they're doing is not the right way right. across the board. Right. So there's a lot of education needs going. Yeah, I think one of the big problems is is they see that paycheck every week and there's no deductions, yeah. right? And yeah. then they see their buddy's paycheck who's on payroll and they're going, "Wow, you got all those deductions? I don't want that. I don't want that." Yeah. But they don't realize that come tax time, you've got to pay up those deductions. And yeah. I'll bet you ten to one, most of them don't have that money put aside. Uh, for when it comes time, when the tax man comes knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, hey, hey, you now owe," yeah, and so yeah. so now now let's pass the buck a little bit back to um, Revenue Canada to say, Revenue Canada, why aren't you dealing with this at that time? Why aren't you getting yeah. after these guys and going, "Hey, you got to pay, you got to pay"? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't know where they go. Go ahead, Chris. Bruce, when um, you were saying the driver's been investigated in the past. Doesn't it depend on who investigated them? Like, you know, if it was CRA, if it was workers' comp. Because yep. um, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of carriers that say, well, Driver Inc. is legal because I pay workers' comp. <laughs> workers' comp is like an insurance piece, right? Yeah. It's, it, it, that, it's, it's got nothing to do with business of being in business or not. It's, uh, right. it's to protect you should something happen. Yeah. Well, also, workers' comp is an Ontario thing, mm-hmm. and CRA, of course, is a federal item. So one's provincial, one's federal. We're really mixing up the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. uh, Bruce skill testing question because you alluded to this earlier. Um, <laughs> a question? Oh, he smokes on an interview. <laughs> the heck? The heck's going on? Here? I know. We've got really low standards. This is. The lead pedal radio show. No, oh, no, it's not. The, no, it's the, not. The, no, if you're going to get email, it's not the lead pedal. The lead pedal is just the, I'm here. You're going to send all email to the what is it called? The Trucking <laughs> risk and insurance. I was going to say safety dog. I know the truck's going to go by again. Okay, the truck's going by now. The trucking risk and insurance. Okay. Uh, boy, he's really difficult. Chris. That's the first we really had to you know, tell somebody where they're at. <laughs> Back in the- I, I, I called it safety dog for so long I forget what you were on now. <laughs> hey, back in the good old days when I was a youngin. Um, oh, wow, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, 
what the heck was it? Uh, on truck. Um, on truck is the Ontario Trucking Association used to sell a book that said, are you an employee or an owner operator? Yeah. And it had four questions Four. see, put my fingers up. <laughs> Can you, do you remember what, what the, these are CRA questions uh, asking whether you're self-employed, how to test yourself. You mentioned one of them already, you know, the 20 hours a week. Um, yeah. So I've, I've never seen that book. So being asked a question based on something you haven't seen, <laughs> I, I, well, let, but let's, let's try it out. So you said there's four. First of all, yeah, um, it's about the number of hours you work at one place. Uh, two, do you have more than one customer? You know, do you have multiple customers? I always tell people you got to have at least three. Uh, do you bring the tools to the, the trade? So the majority of the tools, not just your vest and your pencil, but like truck and, you know, if you're a carpenter, would you bring their saw, whatever it is, right? So it's it's the same. I don't know if I was three, right? Four. Yeah. What was the fourth one? I don't know what the fourth one is. Do you pay, do you pay your own taxes? Well, <laughs> do you, do John alluded to it. <laughs> is there a chance of profit or loss? Yeah. Right. And as a driver, Inc., there's no loss because... No. You know, as an owner-operator, you can blow your engine up and be out. I don't know how much a new engine is nowadays, 20, 30, 40? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yep, but, yep. Um, anyways, as a driver, Inc., there's no chance of loss. So I think you hit them all, number of customers, number of hours, who's responsible for the customers, that type of thing. But I think the yeah. biggest one is profit or loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know, it's it, it's been blended over the years, right? Look at look at the way owner operators. We've had this thing about uh, owner operators as well. Yep. You know, are they do they show as employees? There's a lot of blends, right? Companies take care of everything for the the uh, owner mm-hmm. operator. Everything comes off the statement. They even do the training for them, the safety training, which is not supposed to happen. You guys know that. You got owner operators yep. in the class. Owner operators are supposed to keep up on that. Companies do it in to make sure that it's been done, but mm-hmm. really they shouldn't. They're blending the lines. It's do you you know other than the guy owning the truck. If he didn't own the truck, he'd be in that driver ink model like everybody else. <laughs> well, and I've heard by strict definition, owner operators don't actually meet the uh, owner the self employed model either. Right. But CRAs let that go for years uh, because they only have one customer. Yeah, and yeah, the name yeah. on the door says the trucking company. Yep. Right, and that's yeah. that's all tied. That's all tied in with the uh, um, with where they're allowed to go, right? With the, the um, uh, you know, with, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was say we're listening to. I'm tongue tied. I'm tongue tied with uh, the authority. I was trying to think of yeah. what's the name. I go. Are, are you I are you a that. dependent owner operator or an independent owner operator you know and i i think of an independent owner operator one guy got his own operating authorities insurance and whatnot and away you go whereas a dependent owner operator in my mind works for a carrier gets all his stuff from the carrier and as, as bruce alluded to everything comes off my statement i buy my my fuel through the carrier i yeah. get my work done at the carrier shop and i buy tires from because hey there's advantages there's price advantages so why wouldn't i take advantage of that but yeah. really yeah. I'm, I'm i'm bound to that carrier so i'm really not independent yeah, but at least they have the right to refuse work too. Not that Correct. they should, but yes. they do. Yes. Right. So I can say I'm not going to work this week. Yeah, yeah. And the risk is now mine to still pay for the truck. So there's a little bit there. They need to yeah. clean that up because and yeah. I, 
I am not disagreeing. I'm disagreeing with the driver because I always believe in a level playing field. Yep. But I'm not disagreeing that we need to maybe start looking at some other model that Mm -hmm. fits there. And I don't know what that might be, but obviously it's something that people are interested in. If you look at the way the carriers, you guys were both at the same um, uh, trans rep uh, event that I was, Mm -hmm. this is what they're talking about. There's carriers out there that are looking at guys like myself who are going, yeah, you're almost 60 years of age. Would you come work with us for one or two two weeks uh, of the month? And mm-hmm. that was that was said multiple times in that event. People are looking at getting creative because it's very hard to get somebody to be. So, yeah, open your own driver service and yeah. don't knock yourself off. Very much so. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we, we, we've all heard of AB5, which is the California law that's messing right now about the independent owner-operator versus dependent owner-operator. And it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that from the U.S. because that could set a precedent uh, across the U.S. and it could flow right into Canada. And what happens to the guys that cross the border? You know, as soon as the U.S. does something, you fall under their jurisdiction. So an owner-operator goes from here into California and is now falling into a different, I don't know, it's going to be pretty... Mm -hmm. Pretty messy. So, you know, CRA and WSIB, they all said they're getting on the same track. Then COVID hit. I don't know. They they said they said they're gonna do all this education. I haven't seen anything mm-hmm. since other than a couple events that I've been to about it. So I don't I'm not sure what their plan is or what it takes to roll it out, but holy smokes, they're I've been talking about it more than they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. you know? Well, there's an event coming up in uh in December. Um yeah. And I'm sure Bruce is much aware of it. It's the yeah. Fleet Safety Council uh, yep. Joint Provincial event, and there's supposed to be somebody from ECRC there. And yeah. the, one of the topics is uh, driver ink. So it'll be curious to see what they've got to say there. But you're right. They were supposed to, you know, make some tracks on this, and I think they forgot to lay the tracks before they <laughs> so, That's okay, a so typical it, government way. <laughs> before you carry on, Mr. John, what the heck is ECRC or whatever it is that you just acronym that you said? Oh, great. I knew you were going to ask well, that question. we can't use uh, acronyms. Not everybody I knows. Know. Uh, it's empl- know. employment, it's, registration, employment. It's uh, personnel services for the government. We Yeah, it, it, it's uh, ESDC, sorry. Um, and it is the, I'm just trying to figure it out right here, right now. And geez, look at that. There's an acronym, but there's no for it. Uh, it's employment services. Um uh, and DC something. I, I'm just trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to look up her name. See if I had it in my address book here. Yeah, because <laughs> I she's part of our chapter. She's part of our chapter. Yes. For, okay. Uh, or at least one of them are anyway. But okay. So is this yeah. federal yeah. or provincial? Federal. Federal. This is federal. Yep. This kind of replaced the um, Labor Canada. I think is what it was. They renamed us yeah. ESDC, and it's. Uh, it, it replaces the, the Canadian arm of uh, Labor Canada. Yeah. Well, Labor Canada is still around, right? Right, but this is now they've kind of combined these two two uh, departments to oversee a lot more labor issues. Yeah. Okay. So, Bruce, yeah. what happens with um, Driver Inc? How does it create an unlevel playing field? Because that's what you talked about earlier. Well, the drivers seem seem to be paid more than a driver over at company Y that's not on the driver ink model. So the drivers think they're making more money. The company is able to undercut uh, contracts and stuff because 
they're not paying as much money. So they can say, hey, we can haul it for a lower lower fee. I believe that's what I've been hearing is the major the major um, dis- the major problem. Yeah. Yep. yep. And exactly. un- unfortunately when the driver gets to be my age of <laughs> the golden years, yay, retirement. <laughs> um, well I wonder about CPP. Because yeah. he has, if he works that long in it, he hasn't paid into it. Yep. yep. You're going to burn. You're going to lose. That's for sure. Yep. So, yeah. So I always tell uh, Sorry, ESDC stands for Employment and Social Development Canada. And they oversee the Employment Insurance, Canada Pension Plan, Old Age Security, Guaranteed Income Supplement, your Social Insurance Numbers, Veterans Affairs Canada, uh, and also Passport Services. So, so, John, I'm interested to find out how are the companies battling? You say a lot of the companies are trying to get away from this model. What are they doing to either educate their employees or get away from the model? Like, What, what are they doing? Uh, not much, unfortunately, uh, other than saying, no, no, I want you to be an employee. But as soon as the driver pushes back and says, no, I'm either driver ink or I'm out the door. Okay, fine. All right. So that's what you want. Yeah, they're not they're not making a hard line in the sand and they're not putting their foot down. Uh, because they're afraid of losing drivers. That's that's the big problem. If they can coerce you and, or not coerce you, I shouldn't use that word because that's not the right term. But if they can help you understand that the better role is to be on payroll, that you'll have protections and and you'll do better overall. Because you know with and they understand this. So if you're on a, as an employee, you'll get stat holidays paid. You get vacation yeah. time. You get um, uh, overtime pay over sixty. Yeah. You know. Uh, 60 hours. So there's other benefits of, of what it is. And then you have the write-offs, you know, that you're allowed to have. And yeah. in the end, if you do it properly as an employee, you'll actually make more money in the end than you will as Driver Inc. By the time you do your taxes and write-offs and whatnot, as Driver Inc., you're going to lose your your, um, your deductions, of course, but you're not going to get paid stat holidays. You're not going to get uh, vacation days. You're not right. going to get sick days that you're allowed. So, right. um, you know, so they're, they, they're not, I don't think they're doing a good enough job in that fashion to educate the drivers oh. thoroughly. But even at that, some drivers are not interested. And Bruce, if I'm getting paid by the mile, John mentioned overtime. Am I going to get overtime if I'm getting paid no. by the mile and I work 70 hours this week? No, I don't know anybody that's gotten paid overtime in trucking for doing much of that anyway. You're, you're supposed to, but yeah. It's, uh, it's I don't know anybody that's done that. Yeah. I don't know. The hours of service says I can work 70 and 7 in Canada. Yep, right. Therefore, right. Uh, what's this overtime stuff you're talking about? And, yeah. and, and And again, this is one of the flaws of trying to convince people to move away from Driver Inc. If they're not following... Now that company's not exactly. following the flipping law yep. either. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So what? So the com- the company has to be viable for this. Com- company has to be liable if they hire on knowing, like like you know, if the driver says no, I want to be driver Inc. I- I'm sorry, you- if you just want to fill the seats, then you should be. What are they doing to the company about this? Mm-hmm. Like why why are they not being uh, fined or whatever for right. for this or taken off? You know, take the truck off the road. Okay, there you go. Oh, I can answer <laughs> that. I can answer that question. <laughs> Nothing. And Labor, <laughs> Labor Canada does not have any teeth. They don't have any agents. They don't have anybody else that goes out and yeah. does these audits. Um, 
the Ministry of Labor for Ontario or any province, they have the agents. They have the people that go out. But as soon as they walk into a facility that's uh, federally regulated, they go, oh, sorry, my bad. Close yeah. the door and leave. Uh, but there's there's no agents on the Canadian side. I've, I've heard this now for about a year that uh, Labor Canada or uh, ESDC is supposed to be getting agents so that that way they can go out, they can do proper audits, they can lay fines, they can lay sanctions and whatnot. But until then, there's no enforcement. Who cares? So what? So how are we going to fix it? Let's fix it. Let's fix it. We got half an hour. Let's go. What are we going to do? <laughs> How, oh, this is a half-hour show. We've already oh, okay. for like 27 minutes. Oh, so, so okay, we've got we, three minutes. I don't know. We've got three, three minutes now. <laughs> hey, Bruce, how are you going to fix it? Um, I don't know how I'm going to fix it, but I think we need to figure out a model where people are kind of self-employed. Uh, I know in the taxi industry that they rent the vehicles. So even if they go in for the day, they rent the car for the day. You know, if you think of hairstylists, they rent their chair from whatever salon they're on. Maybe some kind of a model like that where you're kind of renting. I I guess that's kind of like our lease program we have. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, maybe something where you're not necessarily paying the fuel and all of that kind of stuff. Or, you know, it's going to have to be different than the owner-operator model. But um, You're you're taking on a certain amount of risk. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people do want to be self-employed and be mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. manage their time and say, I'm working today, I'm not working today. You know, um, we don't, mis- but how do you do that, right? And then, right. of course, right. from the insurance standpoint, how do, so these people who are driver ink, what insurance do they have? Someone, Rita, my co-host on my show, keeps asking, what it, what's the insurance? Like, if they, if they're driver ink and they get into an accident, who's, Doesn't matter. who's at fault? Doesn't matter. They're, they are a... As far as the insurance company is concerned, they are an extension of the company. So whether you are uh, an owner-operator, driver inc., legitimate driver, as long as the company has qualified you to operate that vehicle, you are covered under the policy. No ifs, ands, or buts. So from okay. A, from an, yeah, so from a, an automotive in, or automobile insurance aspect, there's nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Where it bothers the insurance companies is the fact that it's obviously going to have an effect on the company culture. So if the company culture is not good and it's not in a positive manner and you are shortchanging or, you know, kind of shucking your responsibilities here, where else are you doing it? And, and that becomes a moral hazard. Because weren't some, weren't some companies charging back the employees for insurance incidents? they have a problem oh god yes yeah Yeah, uh, like a deductible yeah yeah they're taking deductible charges to say uh like i've heard some people say well if you get in a wreck i'm going to charge you 500 dollars for deductible i pay 5,000, but you're going to pay 500 and drivers are not aware of this and 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 technically that's illegal you can't deduct from an employee wages uh something that they're not aware of and haven't signed for but 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 hold it hold it this is Driver Inc. And I know yep. one company that deducts $5,000 deductible. Yep. 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 And it's illegal. <laughs> Why is it illegal? Uh, because if, uh, under, under Revenue Canada. If I'm Canada, self-employed. Yep. I'm self-employed. I'm not an employee. 
Yeah, so it's it's the definition of an employee. That's the problem. Yeah, it becomes the definition of an employee. And under the definition of employee, you cannot deduct from their wages. That's why a lot of times the best way to go is to create like a um, an John, program. Sorry, Bruce, under Driver Inc., is he an employee? Right now, it is the way that Driver Inc. sits, yeah. They actually are. They're they're pretending like they're not, but they actually are employees. Yeah. But if I'm not deducting CPP and, and withholding income tax, how is he an employee? Doesn't matter. You give him the truck to drive every day. You dispatch him. He goes to work for you for 60, 70 hours a week. He doesn't get a, a choice whether he takes days off or whatever, blah, 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 go on down the road. That's an employee. Don't, don't get to turn down the loads or anything like that, the runs you want to yeah. take. because well, see, yeah. you know. and, and this is where the Driver Inc. model is so kerfluffled. Yes, yes. Because I would argue that as long as you're incorporated and if I'm not withholding all the taxes, it's yeah. like me paying a plumber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for, as you mentioned earlier, a plumber brings tools of the trade, which Driver Inc. doesn't bring tools of the trade. Yeah. The, the problem is nobody's flipping auditing these companies. No, that's right. No, they're not. Right. That's, that's so one, 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 way to, one way to stop this would be to put a time limit on it, right? So yep. you, 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 we're all consultants in this. So you, we all have gone and worked for companies. And let's say we spend a month at that company and we're going to, you know, help them get through an audit or whatever the process is. But after a month, we're done. Like our contract is for a month, right? Mm-hmm. We don't go work for them for a whole year and never leave, like, you know, without having more, more than one customer. <laughs> like you have, I always tell people, you got to show at least three customers. You got to show you have at least three different customers yep. that you can go to at any time. You want to be your own driver, ink driver service, go get mm-hmm. three jobs, work for one guy Monday, Wednesday, and yep. Friday. I don't, you know, whatever you want to do, but yep. you've got to, you've got to be uh, incorporated yourself, your business. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I work for, for, you know, uh, if I work for a trucking company, I'm, I'm there as my own company, subcontracted to them. I'm not there as an employee of theirs. So the rules have to get very clear and, and that education has to get out to the drivers who think that yeah. they're getting paid more or paid better. And yeah. maybe there is that third model we got to put in there where people can go, okay, I want that model because it kind of gives me in between mm-hmm. um, owning a truck. Not everybody wants to go buy a truck. I get that. And maybe there's owner operators there's owner operator fleets where maybe I want to contract to those owner operators and say, you know what, I'm I'm a spare guy. You guys need someone for holidays. Call me. I'm you know work two weeks here, three weeks there. There's nothing wrong with that. But no. I'm my own business and yep. work exactly and contract with them. There's, there's actually a term there. Uh, Revenue Canada uses called a PSB. It's a personal yeah. service business. Yeah. So and and they can actually do some of that. And there are particular. Well, there's particular caveats and uh, and lines that have to be drawn. But again, back to there's no education, there's no enforcement, there's no auditing, so the lines get very gray very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I this whole driver ink model, I would agree with you guys is not the way to to do it. They are employees mm-hmm. um, by every measurement. Yep. But and you know. What, so if they're if they're contracted, why are they out there protesting about back pay? Mm-hmm. They're not owed, they're not owed any back pay. Well, yeah, the, the problem is they found True. a way to go. Oh, hang on, I'm an employee. I'm entitled to this. You well, know, you, well, no, but, you signed up as driver Inc. You're not entitled right. to that. But you know, that's right. The, unfortunately, again, back to what you guys were saying. There's no enforcement of it, so they're yeah. going to protest. 
and whoever the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, they say. Yeah. So where's all the contracts from these companies of when these people signed up? Is there a contract there saying you're signing up as right. Driver Inc.? Is there a process when you go to get incorporated? You have to register your company name and all of that. We've been through all of that. So when yeah. do you? Where's all of that information? When when you're sitting on the side of the road going, I'm an employee. Where's all of that stuff? Why mm-hmm. why is the company going? No, here's what you guys signed up as. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, sure. I'm in total agreement. I, yeah, they're either owner operators or they're employees. Yeah, uh, there is no third model. The way the law is structured currently. No. Right. No. However, there is a third model that is being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And until yeah. somebody gets some bloody teeth. Yeah. Because, I mean, OTA once said that there's over a billion dollars in revenue yep. that the federal government is not collecting because of this model. Yep. And exactly. Lord knows, coming out of COVID, do you think the government might want a little more money? Yeah. 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 But I don't think they're willing to tackle this issue. Because of the amount of votes involved. Yeah, and, and John would know more when it gets to the contract stage, right? You know, I don't know how contracts work, but when, uh, you know, the companies come in and they want to fill the seat so they can say, hey, we've got 100 trucks that can service your contract. Whereas if you can't get the drivers, you really don't have 100 trucks. Maybe you don't, mm-hmm. aren't eligible for that contract anymore. So That's right. it's, about, That's right. it's, about, it's about making, yeah. they're, they're filling the seat so they can get the contract. They can underbid the contract to make sure they get the work. And that's mm-hmm. taken away from the legitimate companies that yeah. are doing things right and, and yep. all that. Well, you know, and, and, and it's funny because I'll, I'll kind of go back into a, a, a long time ago, probably when Chris was just a, you know, we high to an eat. When, when his beard uh, wasn't as long as yours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when I drove truck, I worked under the Driver Inc. model. Uh, but oh, at that time, here we go. I didn't know it. <laughs> You know, there was a there was no. a lot of us that did it, but I didn't know it. I was it was my family that had said, "Oh no, this is how you want to do it, and this is what you want to do." Um, so I'm very familiar with what's going on. And then as I progressed into my careers, and when I got out of trucking, became an employee, and started to realize, "Holy crap, I missed out on all these great opportunities." Um, you know, better wages, uh, deductions, uh, benefits—not uh, to say health benefits. But benefits as far as getting holiday pay, vacation pay, stat pay, you know, I never got any of that before. And Your family. Yeah. That's family. That's why you don't work yeah, for family exactly. right there. That's the worst problem. Yeah. Don't work they won't, tell, they won't tell you all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, but the, these things, that, you know, and I remember when I when I dinged a truck, hey, that come out of my pay, yeah. you know. But, you know, it, it was interesting to to learn more of that as I grew along. I went, oh, I've been down this road before. And uh, I disagree with one thing that you said earlier, John. I think both sides, depending on the company, are pushing it because it's much easier oh, oh, for the company no, well, yes. to manage pay, what they would call payroll when it's a driver inc. Yes. And it's much e- and the driver. Uh, it appears to the driver that they get paid more. <laughs> both are fa- fallacy. The advantage yep. is to the trucking company, I believe. Yep. And. Yep. That's where the hammer needs to come down yep. if the hammer's ever going to come down. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a big advocate. If you're a carrier and you're saying you don't want driver ink, then put your foot down. Put your foot down and make it happen because there are lots of carriers out there that do not have any driver ink. All drivers are, are payroll and whatnot. You know, take your big guys, you know, your Challenger, your Herbs and whatnot. They don't do driver ink models. Simple yeah. as that. Hey. And they don't, have, they don't have driver issues. I disagree. I know of one big company that has over 3,000 trucks, and they do do driver ink. 
Okay, yeah, that'll be one of the norm, or out of the norm. <laughs> you know. Can you say, can you say who it is? Our guest. No, I'm not going to go down that. <laughs> Me? I don't have any trucks. I don't have any no, trucks. No, I, I, was, I was going to back to our guest. Oh, here. No. I know of some company. I'm not naming anybody on here, though. Yeah. That's not my, no. that's not my role. Well, no, that's... And I it's, agree it's, with that. Yeah. It's rampant in the industry. There's no doubt about it. But we're yeah. not going to fix it, unfortunately. This is where you need government to step in to create some enforcement and, and do something. Or carriers to go down the ethical road and put their foot down and say, no more. I'm not going to do this. If you really don't want it, then you'll do something about it. Bruce? Yeah, I, I, I agree. But I think it's really educating the drivers on is it a benefit or not. They see it as a benefit because they see the higher pay model right now. So. Right. Uh, we need to do some education in the industry and let them know when is, uh, you know, we talking on it on shows like this is is, is helpful, uh, but we really gotta who the people that probably need this the most are usually never in the room or never listening to the show. No. <laughs> usually, so, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to a recruiting event. They're all the top line of recruiters in there. We already know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's so uh, how do we get that to the masses uh, and make them understand and not look like we're just you know against them for whatever reason yeah I don't know. well we just we keep talking about it and hopefully it'll get to a couple people and get to a couple more and a couple more well you know it's 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 got to go into something like a safety meeting it'll never be you know but it's when you bring it up in a safety meeting and everybody goes wait a minute we're running that way i know i've done that at, at training schools and i go do you guys know about claiming your meals uh mm-hmm. you know and some of them go no, and they've been running mm-hmm. for ten years, and I go, that's worth about six grand a year to you. Yeah, and you haven't been claiming it for for ten years. Yep. It's sixty grand. You've just basically yep. not claimed from the government. Yeah, yeah, you're doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> a full year's worth of wages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it, right? Yep. So, yep. That stuff. Bruce of the Lead Pedal Media Companies. Yeah. <laughs> It's still podcast radio. It's just all together now. Too much stuff. So. No, well, I'll promote the lead pedal radio because uh, I think that's an awesome show. And of course, it is. John, John and I happen to come on there every now and again. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you Thursday mornings at ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, thanks for coming on. Um, You're welcome, it, guys. It has been like. 40 some odd minutes already. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we've closed it at that. Cause uh, I know we've <laughs> oh, gone, well, I know we've gone on long go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks Bruce outridge of lead pedal radio. 